Does anyone else feel like we're kind of living through the bubonic plague in Renaissance Italy? Welcome back to Cool Art History. Wow, it's it's been a while. Sorry for the hiatus, but last year at school, <laughs> it was practically murder. But all in all, I came out with a bachelor's in art history with cum laude, so it was worth it. And just in time for a pandemic. <laughs> With the world being crazy right now, I thought, what better way to come back to the podcast stage than to talk about the Black Death, the pestilence, the plague. Just feels right. So today we're going to be covering the pandemic that forced Europe to its knees and killed nearly an estimated two-thirds of its population. In this episode, we will mostly be looking at Italy, particularly the city of Florence, as that is an area I am most comfortable with academically, also because you can access their archives remotely. Let's begin with what the Black Death is. The Black Death, or bubonic plague, was caused by a bacteria called Yersinia pestis. This next part is for all the infectious disease nerds like myself. Yersinia pestis is a gram-negative, non-motile, rod-shaped, cacopucillus bacterium with no spores. It is a facultative anaerobic organism that infects its host via the oriental rat flea. The Black Death most likely came to Italy via modern-day Russia. According to History of Early Renaissance Italy from the mid-13th to mid-15th century by Brian S. Pullian, the disease most likely spread when Genoese merchants were fleeing a Mongol attack on their trading post in Crimea. The plague was then carried by the fleas that lived on the black rat and was brought into Italy via the Genoese ships. Unfortunately, we do not have exact data on the impact the plague had on the population of Italy. However, we do have plenty of eyewitness accounts. The population of the city plummeted from approximately 100,000 citizens to 50,000. The same scenario also occurred in other major cities such as Milan and Rome. While in rural areas there was not as steep a decline, there was still a significant loss of life. This high mortality rate resulted in a drastic decline in Italy's labor force. Because of this, wages rose for both agricultural and urban workers. One positive aspect the survivors of the Black Death may have encountered was a higher standard of living that was not present before the pandemic. This phenomenon occurred in both urban and rural areas. This is explained by the many changes in the economy in response to the fall in population. Because of labor shortages, there was a move from labor-intensive farming to livestock, as well as an increase in industry labor-saving innovation. The impact the Black Death had was most contrary to feudalism. Feudalism was a system where peasants and laborers were bound as serfs to serve the local lords. In the north of Italy, good farmland was plentiful, and there came an end to feudalism as serfs began to earn more and more and thus could purchase their own land and their freedom. In the south of Italy, however, things weren't so good. In fact, the exact opposite occurred, thanks to the Norman kings and the aristocracy. Once a reduction in labor occurred, they strengthened the restrictions on the peasants and strengthened feudalism in the southern territories. The consequences of the plague resulted in a divide between the north and the south, and these racisms can still be felt throughout Italy today. 
As any seasoned traveler to Italy will tell you, some northern Italians think of southern Italians as what Americans equate to rednecks and hillbillies. While the looming presence of death, decay, and shortened lifespans ignited a new appreciation for life in many, ensuring many became more concerned with worldly pleasure and enjoying what time they had on Earth because you could literally die tomorrow if you contracted the plague, there was also a revival in religion. In the Middle Ages, the idea that events were a direct result of God's will was fairly widespread and accepted. In fact, many believed the plague was a punishment sent from God for man's sickness and immorality. Religious fanaticism spread throughout the peninsula and many men and women performed in extreme religious practices, such as flagellation. The flagellants whipped themselves into a frenzy to atone for their sins. All the while, the church still suffered greatly during the plague. Many priests and especially monks died. The monasteries proved ideal breeding grounds for the plague, while many priests contracted the sickness as they gave the last rites to the dying. The result was a shortage of well-trained monks and priests. To deal with this, the church hastily trained new monks and priests to serve the spiritual needs of the communities, still coming to terms with the trauma of the Black Death. This meant that many unsuitable individuals became clerics, and this led to a drop in standards among parish priests in particular. The church became corrupt and gradually, over time, lost the respect of many believers. In the short term, the Black Death strengthened the Catholic Church in Italy, but in the long run, an increasingly corrupt institution meant that many people lost their faith. This led to an increase in secularization of Italian society as many increasingly turned away from the church. The contempt that many felt is evident in the stories of Boccaccio of depraved priests, monks, and nuns. The church had traditionally monopolized education, but after the Black Death, there was more secular education, especially in large cities. This was decisive in the emergence of the Renaissance, with its emphasis on human values and experiences rather than religion. The first time the world turned upside down was not when the Americans won the revolution, as per the Hamilton musical. It also did a 180 during the Black Death. The outlook of people changed dramatically. Previously, people believed the world was fixed and God-ordained, but the plague proved this wrong. As we have seen, the plague and its devastation undermined religious orthodoxy and beliefs. People at the time were no longer willing to accept the status quo. This change manifest in the numerous political revolts of the time. The most famous of these were led by poor workers and weavers that took place in Florence in 1378. For four years, the poor formed the government of that city. This revolt was one of several in Italy at the time. People had become willing to question the old ways of doing things, and no longer were they accepting things just because of tradition. Consequently, the Black Death led to a fascination with death among many Italians. The dance of death was a popular motif in art and architecture at this time. Alongside this fear of death, there was a general mood of pessimism. 
There was a desire to experience the pleasures of life and to seize any happiness that there was to offer. This contradictory impact of the Black Death on the culture of the time can be seen in the writings of two of the greatest figures in European literature, Petrarch and Boccaccio. The sense that life was fleeting and that every happiness should be seized led many Italians to seek solace in art and literature, and this was one of the many factors in the development of the Renaissance. Many of the elite were eager to enjoy the pleasures of life, and this led them to become great art patrons. It also resulted in a shift in the themes of artists. Religious topics remained popular, however there was also a fascination with secular themes, especially from the classical world. The new interest in secular subjects can be seen in a comparison between Giotto and Botticelli. Giotto painted almost exclusively religious paintings, while Botticelli is best known for his masterpieces such as La Primavera. Social mobility became more widespread because of the Black Death. Many people came to believe that a person's merits or abilities were what mattered and not one's birth. This led to a growing individualism in Italian society. This, in turn, encouraged people to strive and develop their talents and achieve excellence and virtue. The belief in the individual was central to the Renaissance, and it inspired many of the greatest artists, architects, sculptors, and writers the world had ever seen. While the Renaissance may have laid the foundation for broad changes in Europe over the long term, the wealthy in Italy were the primary people who benefited during the Renaissance. While wages for agricultural work increased after the plague arrived, wages did not increase throughout the Renaissance. Additionally, in Florence, life expectancy declined for people during the Renaissance. Wealthy Italians during this period clearly benefited. Their wealth essentially funded the artistic achievements of the era, but most Italian peasants probably would have preferred higher wages rather than the Mona Lisa. The Black Death devastated Italian society in the middle of the 14th century. It led to great socio-economic, cultural, and religious changes. After the initial horrors of the plague, Italian society staged a spectacular recovery. Italy became richer than ever before. The impact of the plague reduced the influence of the Catholic Church and the culture became more secular. The new social mobility meant that individualism came to be respected. The Black Death unleashed the forces in Italian society that made the Renaissance possible. So what can we learn from this? Well, just look outside. We're in the middle of a pandemic that has brought the international economy to its knees. Our cultures, particularly the American culture, or the lack thereof, is changing before our eyes. More people are spending time inside with their families. People are being forced to live with themselves, so to speak. We are having to get to know ourselves once again. What are our hobbies? We finally have time to learn those new skills we've been putting off for years. Hell, I now have time to practice my foreign languages. Up to almost two hours a day. Not all at once, mind you. I now have time to start this podcast again. While the death toll of this virus has been devastating worldwide, we can't ignore the cultural, political, and social changes it's making to our lives, and I believe for the better. 
It is forcing us to look at all things wrong with our governments, cultures, and personalities. Everything. It's time for some self-reflection. This has been Cool Art History. I hope you enjoyed learning about the morbid and devastating worldwide tragedy that is known as the Black Death. Likewise, I hope you enjoyed learning about what human achievements came out of such a dark point in human history. Make sure you follow my Instagram page, that's the cool art historian, the underscore cool underscore art underscore historian, and like my channel here on Spotify so you never miss an episode.